You're listening to Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. It's a Twin Peaks Tuesday. Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge for eats, drinks, and scenic views. This is ESPN 1063. It is a Tuesday, a Twin Peaks Tuesday. It is the day after the holiday weekend. We are all back from wherever we was. Me and Dean were in Las Vegas, separate but equal. And Tina was back here drinking seltzers, not tequila, and being mad at strangers for uh, their actions at the beach. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And otherwise. And I otherwise. could imagine. I could imagine. But the is beach. Tina's behavior to some degree un-American Ooh. on the 4th of July? The Ooh. irony of it all. We'll Ooh. find out. Yeah. We'll find out. We shall find out. Uh, one thing we found out a long time ago is that John C. Cassidy is the undisputed and undefeated first and last name in air conditioning. And now... They are taking on the world of plumbing. Your immediate plumbing needs. You can enroll in the Cassidy Care Plumbing Program just like you have or should for air conditioning to save time, money, and aggravation. Get a full inspection and recommendation from their technicians. If you're letting people in your home, if you're letting people in your home, they should be people that were background checked, that were vetted, that that should be allowed to wear the Cassidy name. I mean, John's dad started this company 62 years ago. They're not letting just anybody work for them and with them because anyone and everyone in that uniform represents the entire family. Cassidy way is the right way. Honesty, integrity, trust. Be honest, have integrity, earn people's trust, and then keep it. And that's how you get to grow to be the first and last name for 62 years now. 561-863-6750. It's not fun stuff. I get it. It's not like, oh, I'm so excited. My AC broke. I'm going to call them and, you know, it's not fun. Oh, I got a plumbing issue. Yay, I'm looking forward to it. Not fun stuff, but it's necessary stuff of life. And when you have necessary stuff, you want to use the people that have proven themselves time and time again to be worthy of your business and uh, worthy of your trust. 561-863-6750 for John C. Cassidy. That would be Dean Thomas. That over there is Christina. ATT, Angry Tiny Tina is back. What's the issue this time? I'll put it to you this way. She's back from the beach, and she's got words for you people. Words. But I got I to gotta know, why this music for her to have words? Does <laughs> she have some rocky music? There's a mystery right oh, now. Is, oh, yeah, that is. There's a mystery. As to it what, is a mystery. Trying to figure out what this is. It's a mystery as to why Angry Tiny Tina back from the beach has words for you people. Hey, people, listen up. Tina's talking at you. So probably another low point of mine this weekend was that on Saturday here from West Palm, Port St. Lucie, the weather was horrible. I was trying to go to the beach on Saturday with Scott, and we probably only got about 10, 15 minutes at the beach before a storm came. I've never been in Vegas with nicer weather than this past weekend. It was nice. It was 99 with no humidity. And at nighttime, it was like 80 yeah, and breezy. The night, yeah, the nights were nice. It was perfect. No humidity. Yeah. Oh, perfect. It, it was hot. Normally, fight week, it's like 112, I 113, 114. It was 99. It was, it was like, yeah. it, was, it felt like a spring day here. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I'm so jealous. Tina go. Because it was hot. Yeah, I know. So on, rub it in that your yeah. weather sucked and ours was perfect. <laughs> yeah. So on Saturday, we were trying to beat the rain. We just really wanted to go to the beach. And so we made it to the beach for about 10 minutes. So. As I get to the beach, we went to um, Carson Park in Jupiter. So it's a big parking lot, like where there's plenty of like ways to get to the beach, different boardwalks, whatnot. We walk up to this boardwalk to go down to the beach. As I'm walking down the boardwalk, 
I see, you know, it's probably, I don't even know how many feet that is. Like 50 feet, you think, from like the boardwalk to actual water? Yeah. It's about like 50 feet. Yeah. Maybe even like 60, 70. <laughs> and we're walking down to the beach to go find a spot to put our chairs. And I see these two little boys running with no, like up to where the boardwalk is with no parents by them. When you say they're little, about how old would you guess? I'm going to guess that they're maybe three and a half, four, between oh, three little. and four. They That's are, little, little. They're like, like toddler, 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 two boys. They look like twins, two little white little boys running twins, two little lawless white, little white boys, boys. running. They got running their, with no parents, running with no parents. They got life jackets on, you know, there's running. And I see this woman, maybe about like 40 feet behind them, just walking behind them. I'm like, all right, maybe that's their mom. I don't know. These little boys are like jogging as we kind of get up to them. So she said white boys Mm -hmm. because she's trying to explain to people that if you sold them on the internet, that's premium value. Get it? (laughs) White little white boys for sale is like, that's top market value. You get a good dollar for that. (laughs) Shut up. So as I am like, we're approaching these little boys, they start to pick up their speed and they start sprinting to this boardwalk. And again, the boardwalk isn't, when you get up to it, it's not super far from the street and like where traffic is. So you get a little nervous. So I'm getting nervous. I'm like, where are these boys' parents? I see the woman behind them start to pick up her speed. I see where the woman got up originally, a man get up and start sprinting. Oh no. These little boys are running so fast towards the street towards the street but don't realize there's a street on the other side well i don't know what i'm like how did these boys get so far and their parents not realize it like they were like 40 feet ahead of their parents these kids are fast well how do you know how do you know it was their parents maybe it was their kidnappers they was trying to get away oh and you slowed them down now those kids got kidnapped (laughs) we almost got out i did not not slow them down at all there was plenty of beach to go around me and they could figure like get them but these little boys were all about uh, the first minute I'm there. I see these again, two kids running off, run to the street. This guy who ran after them passes the lady because he's sprinting. He like goes in between the boardwalk to like beat her to get it up. So to he, them. he's a white man at the beach on Fourth of July weekend. Yes. Okay. So he's got on a striped tank top. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, his belly is huge. No, he had and, on a plain white V-neck. No, no, no. Not in our minds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, I got to see it in my head. He's got farmer tan. Yeah. And he's sunburned. Mm-hmm. He's got a striped like Ernie wore on Sesame Street, but it's a tank top. <laughs> yep. And it's real tight on his huge belly. <laughs> he's got a bunch of white uh, stuff on his nose. I was just going to say he's got to have like, like the, so, that sunscreen on his, on his nose. Sunblock. He's got red framed Wayfair cheap sunglasses, <laughs> yeah. right? Like on the side, they say Coors Light or something. Yeah. Um, and he's running it. And he's got like Walkman headphones on, uh-huh. like with a little foam cover <laughs> yeah. and, and the and the wire top and the cable, and he's got on like Hawaiian shorts, and his legs are really really white. He's just sunburned on his shoulders and farmer tan on his arms. He's now trying to. That's exactly what that's he looks like. The way I see it in my head, yeah. and he's got red hair. Yeah, right. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got bushy red hair and a, and a mustache. Yeah, that's the guy. Okay, so he eventually catches up to these kids and grabs them. They end up being like, I see them eventually like reunite with their family they're nice and safe did you get out of the way when the kids are running by like in spider-man with the bad guys go yeah. i was just so confused. <laughs> not my problem yeah i was so confused i didn't know where these little boys were running to and i'm like maybe there's someone up there but then as i turned around and saw that everyone starts sprinting towards where these kids were going i knew that they i was like oh no these kids are running i heard you drop your beach shares and started running with them Yep. No. You left your husband where he was and no. you thought something you thought the ice cream man was coming <laughs> so you know how you know they're little white kids 
How? Because if they're little black kids, everybody would have been chasing them. <laughs> That's bad, ain't it? Tina, why you pointed him? <laughs> because then, 10 minutes later at the beach, I'm, we're sitting in our chairs. Again, the weather looks bad. We're just like, all right, we're going to be here for 10 minutes. We know that we're not going to be here long. It, right. There's about a storm about to come. You're here for a good time, not a long time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, Drake. So then I, I look over, and I'm just sitting in my chair, looking at the water, and I see out of my left, like corner of my left eye, I see this little black boy by himself, just slowly walking towards the water. How old? Five years old, maybe. <gasps> Five, maybe. Lit- little kid. What was he wearing? He was in this lime green t-shirt because I at, at the top of the boardwalk, there was like a covered and closed pavilion, which looked like there's probably like a party where all these people were in these same shirts. <laughs> like lime, like lime highlighter green. Family reunion. Yeah, was a, it, a, it had to it be a family be, reunion? It had to be a family reunion. And there they was, said, how much you get these printed on white t-shirts? And they <laughs> said, six ninety five each. And they said, what about the black t-shirts? They said, those are seven fifty. What about the lime green ones? Those are four ninety five. Let's do lime green. Yeah, let's do lime green. Bright highlighter <laughs> green t-shirts. And they everyone had them on. So I, I see this little boy just by himself. I'm like, Did you see the name on the shirt? No, Jay Johnson. I, which no, president it, was it? It was. <laughs> <laughs> which was it? Jackson, no. Johnson, Washington, or Jefferson? The font was in white. So I, of course it was. <laughs> by the way, I'm going above and beyond right now. No pun intended. To uh, to just be like as comedically pushing the envelope because we just watched our boss walk out of here. So I promise you, she's listening right now. Oh she's no, listening. she just walked out. So so it's like the day back from vacation. So every like line that we can dance. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. You 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 didn't see the boss just walk? No, out? I didn't see. Oh, I know for sure she's listening she's right listening. now. Yeah, so that's why we're pushing these buttons. Go ahead, yes. Tina. Tell us more about the Jackson Johnson <laughs> uh, Hamilton. No, not Hamilton. Washington Jefferson yeah. family reunion. Yeah. So I couldn't see what was on his shirt because it was in a white font and it was a highlighter green shirt. But Print white li- on green, that's, that's, that's $4.25 a shirt. Yeah, yeah it's a little cheaper. <laughs> so I see this little, this little boy just getting close to the water and I'm just looking around again. I'm like, where is this kid's parents? Do you get out of your chair? So no, because about 25 feet to the left of me and you know, in, like, in, like in, where the kid is, there was an older man and another uh, older woman who were sitting um, like in their chairs and this older man got up to grab the little boy because I'm like this little boy's walking to the water and he's by himself oh, and you know he couldn't swim I- why, why did you know because he's five because <laughs> he's a little black kid <laughs> Okay, j- boss. <laughs> you'll notice Dean, I Dean said it. Dean, that's, that's that, Dean all that, by himself. That was me all by myself. Okay, because I couldn't swim neither when I was when I was that age. I tried to let you off the hook because the yeah, joke was implied. Ha- yeah. That's why I said it. I looked at you and said, "Why?" Because he's five years old, and I gave you that look like play along with me. And then you went, "No," because and then you said the damn truth. <laughs> you idiot. What's wrong with you? I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. It just came. It slipped. Suspend this man. It slipped. (laughs) It slipped. (laughs) So this older white man comes and gets the little boy and grabs his hand and starts walking him up to the like pier, like whatever the where the. Now that's another dangerous game to play. That's another dangerous game to play. No, because often I'm always looking at kids for like. Is this kid safe? Is this kid okay? Like when Brian Rowitz used to bring his little boys in here and they let him walk on the counter, I'm, and they're like, I'd be the most nervous one. I'm like, he's going to hit, oh, yeah. he's going to fall oh, the counter, yeah. right? And I'm then so when Kelly Ferguson would bring in her kids, and I'm like, what? And they're like, JC, you worry too much. You can't wrap them in bubble wrap. These kids got to fall down sometimes. They gotta, but I'm always the one in public like you that's watching little kids. Are they safe? Are mm-hmm. they okay? Are they who they're supposed to be with? I worry so much because we have compassion. And we have empathy. We care. But 
I find myself now in those situations where a little kid's going where they shouldn't. Instead of the old days, you'd grab a wrist or you'd grab a hand. Oh, you can't do that. No, you can't. Now Now you put your hands out like you're hurting uh, chickens. Yeah, like, like you, you put, try, put your yeah, hands out. Try to scoosh them in. Scooch, scoosh them in. You got your arms extended and your hand, oh, hey, hey, and using your body to yeah. try and trap them in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there's no more grabbing hands than that. That gets misunderstood. There was a little kid crying in the store two weeks ago. And, this, and the kid was lost. And I was like, do you know where your mom is? And, the kid, and I was trying to wrangle with my body as opposed, I wasn't not going to grab a hand. Yeah, don't touch him. No, 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 no. So this, this white man was old and apparently didn't know the new rules. No, he grabs his hand and he starts walking him back up to where all the green shirts are. Yeah. And you hear his mom. She comes down the stairs and she is yelling at him. The little boy. What are you doing? Why are you out here? Why are you by yourself? Yelling everything. How did he get away from them? I don't know. And that's where I'm like, how in a matter of 15 minutes did I see three kids not supervised by their parents? Did she Did she thank the man? No, she didn't. And that pissed me off. She didn't thank him. She did not even. She didn't even, she she didn't even look him in the face. She literally just grabbed her kid. She was and embarrassed. That, and she that, was scared. And, yeah, yeah. She was probably and really that, embarrassed. And, and the little boy looked so scared. I felt so bad. He just looked he, so scared. Scared by the water? Scared no, by, by the white his, man or by his mother? By his mom. Well, then good. Yeah. Good. That's what you want. No, I know, but because I just felt so bad. You, you want him to be scared. So that he doesn't he, do it again. He t- doesn't do it mm-hmm. again. Now the white man, when he let go of the little boy's hand, did he wipe his hand on his shirt? <laughs> no, <laughs> he was only holding his hand. He wasn't t- touching his hair. Yeah, but still. Yeah. <laughs> did he look at his old hand and see if anything? Uh, <laughs> did he look at his did, hand? See if anything rubbed off? No. <laughs> but could, I, could have been the first time. You ever, you know, you never know. Yeah. But I just could not believe in the 15 minutes I was at the beach that I saw three kids like. Unsupervised, unsupervised and and somehow so far away from their parents. Yeah. And like maybe I, like I'm a helicopter dog mom, so I can't even imagine whenever I become I'm a, an actual mom. I'm a helicopter complete stranger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cuz I'm that so, one that watches the kids and like oh, get hit and they're like it's fine. And like if that old man didn't get up, I definitely was about to get up because he was even he was and he was more closer I've done that. To, he was more closer to me than the man, but I just I could not believe it. I've done that. I was mind blown by in the 15 minutes that I saw three kids unsupervised. Most people mind blown. And one was running. To the, I know that's true. And one was running. To, two were running to the street, and one was running to the ocean. Most people mind their own damn business. You and I don't because you and I are a little more empathetic, compassionate helicopter yeah. strangers, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. One time, I saw Dean Thomas wandering toward the ocean, and I had to go grab his hand. <laughs> But he was 44 years yeah, old. Yeah, I was 44. I was like, let me go. You're going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Let park, me go. Park, it was kind of dark. The parking <laughs> yeah. lot was that way. <laughs> yeah. it, it used to be, it takes a village, right? It used yeah. to be. It used to be, you know, other adults looked out for other adults. Kids got involved, grabbed hands, walked this way, sometimes even discipline. Mm-hmm. And society shifted. Yeah, ra- well, raising kids is very difficult. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, it's hard to do it by yourself. Yeah. So that's why, if I like, if I was a single mother, like that has like multiple kids, I don't know how they do it. Mm. I really don't. I don't know how they do it. Patience, yeah, pay, gotta be a lot of patience. A lot of patience, and hopefully uh, a lot of timeouts. Yeah, well, and some yoga, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Tina's so damn loud on the phone. She still hasn't learned the what's your name, where are you calling from. I think someone won a prize. Anyways, you uh, you learn that uh, people don't want to be told uh, how to. How to parent? Right. People don't want to be told. No one wants to be told how to parent. Um, and I get that, too. I understand that, but, too. But, but more than that, not even being told, they don't. They feel guilty that they're doing something wrong. And as a result, 
they don't w- even want you to realize that they screwed up. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes it, it makes ton of, a ton of sense. I mean, it, I mean, I get it too because like you don't. But the thing is, like, no one really knows how to parent because like there's not like a book on it. Yeah, and you'd hope that the woman would say, "Sir, thank you very much yeah. for looking out for my son." Instead, she didn't say a thing because she was embarrassed by the fact that she looked like an absent parent that wasn't paying attention. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I'm really loud on the phone. Yeah, I don't know. How, <laughs> yeah, well, how does that happen? How, like, you just forget you're on the phone? Sometimes, yeah. Every other... Because I got you guys in one ear and then the phone in the other ear and it just all cancels oh, out and pop, I can't hear. You just, you just whisper, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Just like that. All right. Watch, I'll even do it with the caller. Where no, am I starting? No, 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 no. Where am I going? She's ready. We're going to Dory and Boca. On which line? One. Okay, Dory and Boca, you're on the home team. Okay. On ESPN. Hi, I just like to say, I'm the person who's watching the kids. Yep. My boyfriend gets mad because I'm, let's say, sitting in Deerfield, and the parents are setting up the chairs, talking on the phone, yep. facing the street while they're two year old, and it doesn't matter what color they are. It happens every single day. Their two-year-old is running towards the water, and sometimes they have an older brother or sister, but the five-year-old is not going to save the two-year-old. No. And my boyfriend will say to me, I see you watching the kids, and and he knows I. It, it's like a pet peeve, and it's just something that bothers me. And another time, we were I was in the Bahamas, and my kid was a teenager, and it, there's a certain... Um, beach that i think it's called cabbage beach or something like that there's no lifeguards and people take their kids Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden i hear a guy going i'm not like a a bahamian going i'm not going in the water i told them it was rough i look down and my kid is pulling a kid out of the water oh my god and right oh my god and i run down to help my kid and i'm looking around and the kid was like nine or ten years old no parents Dory. and i start screaming at the kid yeah. no i start screaming at the kid and i'm screaming at my kid too because you risked your life to get this kid yeah. and i'm screaming at the kid where is your and i said effing mom i was so angry did you did you did you get mother was nowhere did you communicate with the parent did you get to ask the parent no no but i was so mad i was so mad that the mother all of a sudden, a man comes up and goes, "Oh, I see your who who took your who helped your other kid." She goes, "Some teenager," and I wanted to kill her because wow. that teenager, like, yeah. if I had yelled at her, I would have probably hit her. See, I was so, so angry with her. Sometimes Karen saves lives. They're so careless. That's right. They're you so didn't. careless. <laughs> Dory, not everyone that has kids should have had kids, and just because you're a mom, uh, a mother, doesn't mean that you're a parent. You know what I'm saying? Parenting takes effort. This That's is how I look diff- at this. You have a two-year-old. takes an egg. Hold their hand. Yeah. Hold Do- their hand. You, you still sound pissed you're about at it. The par- you're at a, you're at a mall, a strip mall. D- Dory, Hold their hand. Dory, when you get off this phone call, I want you to just count backwards from 10 yeah. by yourself. Okay? <laughs> He's big, man. No, I, I'm, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm relaxed. I'm going to enjoy my evening. <laughs> Thank you. But Thank all you. I can say is I will enjoy my evening. All I can say is you guys are right on. Thank you're you so much. You're spot on. And I would, and I just can't believe what goes on. And it, you, you can't believe it. I mean, no, I believe it. We see it all the time. I can be, 
You're, you're right, Lori. I know you do. Thank you for being a good person. Thank you for being a good person with compassion, empathy, and, and looking out for strangers in an age in which people just stay in their own lane and mind their own. Tina, where am I going? Leo in Riviera Beach. All right, Leo, you're on the home team on ESPN 106.3. We set a new w- record, by the way, for most phone calls in one week. I know, yes. look at this. Yeah. And, 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 and it's, in the same day. It's just it's one hour and 20 minutes, but already a new record. <laughs> uh, Leo, what's up, man? Hey, Josh and the home team. Thanks for taking my call, as always. I Just real quick, I know you're, I know you're uh, a body language. You study body language. Yes. You study people. Yeah. And so what I wanted to know what, was you say a lot of people mind their business. But what I find in today's society is so many people are oblivious, even when they're driving a 3,000-pound car or even when they're just walking down the street. Like, what is up with society these days that people are so oblivious that they don't, like, they don't even know what's going around? In their so- around, And it just bothers me because I feel like I'm like, I try to know what's going on. Like, I try to sit with my back towards the door at a restaurant or I try to Same. do something. So it's just like, it's like, why don't people act like that but it just blows my mind so if you could i'll hang up and listen thanks jess um, i appreciate the call yeah i mean there's a difference between minding your own business staying in your own lane and not being aware of it right a lot of times people aren't aware of it because it's not their responsibility not their issue mm-hmm. observant people are the ones that avoid issues and cut issues off before they take place and if you ever uh, get into the sciences of nonverbals, of body language deception and deceit detection the first aspect of it is being aware, observant, and paying attention. That's a huge thing in life, period. Big time. But because of smartphones, social media, we have our thoughts scattered lots of places. And that means sometimes walking down the street, not being aware that there's a red light and you're about to get hit by a car. Let alone looking at your phone. I mean, talking about with your phone in your pocket, mm-hmm. but just your thoughts zoning just gotta, out. Yeah, all over the place. Smartphones have done that to us, unfortunately. But I mean, not only just that, but like people just like not only are they unaware, but they also have slow reflexes. Typically, mm-hmm. just like really slow to reacting to things. Mm-hmm. So, I to me, like that's a problem. Too. But you have to be aware of it to react. Right, and, and I'm saying like, they're, right. So, if so you're like, not aware, it's double it's right, a double whammy. Like they're not aware, and then when they finally become aware. They're slow to react into it. And are they slow to react because they're wondering, is it my place? Is it not? There's, there's a psychological effect called the Ge- Kitty Genovese effect. And it, it goes back to the murder of a woman in a New York brownstone in the 1950s. She was being beaten by her, I think, husband for like an hour. And she was screaming and he- calling for help and asking someone to call the police. And, but everyone felt as though somebody else was going to do something about it. So nobody did. Everybody, this is an effect of the mentality of I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. Somebody else will help. Somebody else will do it. And there's that. And then there's the other aspect, which is it's none of my business. I have to stay out of this. Let's not forget what happened when I was walking home from uh, downtown West Palm Beach with a, with a box of pizza and a young lady take, walking to her place. And I was wearing a cookie monster onesie. And there was a man that was beating up on the woman. And I went to intervene. And as soon as I did, this other fella, he come to intervene as well to help. Mm-hmm. To see, he saw what was happening. And as this was happening, the woman then turns her attention to try and start to hit him, the good, the helper, the good Samaritan. Yeah. Because it was, and then when the cops showed up, she was trying to protect the man that was beating her. See, that's tricky. Of course that's it why, is. That's why it becomes tricky. But if somebody's yelling help, that's, you know, that means you have to intervene. Right. But sometimes it's tricky when you don't really know the situation. People are yelling help. Exactly. And sometimes people, someone's yelling help, help me, help me. 
And sometimes people go, somebody else is going to help. Yeah. Or I don't really know what's going on. I don't want to get involved. Yeah. There's right, right. I don't want to get involved. There's both of those. And that's a shame. That's a shame. But when it comes to kids that are running toward the street or running towards the water, um, you need to yeah. become a human barrier. Yeah, we should be involved. And you can, you can, you can figure it out later. Yeah. You, know, you can figure out who that child belongs to later. Yeah. But, but I was in the store two weeks ago, and a little kid was crying, clearly lost. And instead of grabbing his hand and saying, hey there. And I've done that in the, in the past. You know, you know, did you lose your mom? Mm-hmm. Did you lose? Now, you don't, there's no grabbing. No, don't touch him. Arms extended. As a human barrier, just trying, like, again, trying to herd up chickens. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, just to keep, yeah, in, keep yeah. in front of you. Yeah, for sure. So you can figure out the rest. Mm-hmm. But don't be surprised if that parent doesn't say thank you or doesn't apologize. Don't be surprised, because they're ashamed. Yeah. They're ashamed. Yeah, and yeah, I think you should you should understand that, too. Like, they're probably really embarrassed and yep. just, you know, like, don't know what to say. And they, they feel, you know, like, exposed. Yeah. For, again, no one wants to be a bad parent. Um, I got uh, friends whose parents were teachers in the 70s. And I talked, I've been asking this for the last 20 years. Are parents now during teacher conference more or less likely to say, tell me what I need to do to straighten my kid out? Or are they more or less likely to say to you, why are you picking on my kid? Well, why are you going? And to a woman, as well as men, the parents of my friends that were teachers and educators for all those years have told me that in somewhere in the late 90s, parents stopped wanting the teacher on their side mm-hmm. and started accusing the teacher of singling out their kid, being harder on their kid because they were ashamed of the fact they weren't doing what they're supposed to at home. That's so sad. Of course it is. A uh, real quick, Tina, where do I go? Tony in West Palm beach. Tony in West Palm beach. You're on bad parenting today on ESPN <laughs> one Oh six, three. What's up, Tony? <laughs> What's going on? Josh What's going on. Dean What's going on, Tina. What up? Hey, what yo, up? I, co- I come from, I come from the Caribbean. So like going to school out there, I mean, you got teachers, you got next-door neighbors, you got all kinds of extra family members that would have put you straight. Takes a village. You know what I mean? Which nowadays, they probably would have got locked up. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> yep, you probably right. Another thing I was going to say, you guys are talking about, like, when, when things happen and people look the other way. I'm also from New York City, so it's like, you know, we kind of look the other way for a lot of things. Uh, but it, out here in Florida, actually, on military and sample, just in case the person's actually listening, there was a dude one day, Josh, that was beating down this shorty. I mean, beating her down to a pope. Me and my boy are on lunch. Yo, we, we whipped the whip around, and I'm talking about a lot of people would have just kept it kept it moving, but nah, we didn't keep it moving. We kept it moving on the dude's... Oh, you're oh, breaking you're, up. You're breaking up on we, we hear that 30-piece chicken nugget on... Oh, I heard phone, chicken nugget. Phone breaking up, but it sounded to me like they whipped around, they got involved, and they gave him a 30-piece, meaning that they hit him 30-plus, yeah. they beat him down. Oh, man, I wanted to hear the rest I of that know. story. What it sound like? I was ready for the dump button. Yeah. His, his, phone, <laughs> his phone broke up. It's always the right time to do the right thing. Yeah. yeah. And if not you, who? And if not now, when? You got to get involved. You got to do what you got to do. Even if it means like the woman that then started trying to hit me and the other guy that were getting the guy from beating her up right. and then told the cops, was lying to the cops. Um, in the in the moment, it's still it's better a man beating up a woman. Yeah, it's better to side on your end. You can, you can sort out the rest in the end. Yeah. You can sort that out. Uh, Cleveland Clinic, Florida, Dean Thomas, with an important message as we roll into July. Cleveland Clinic in Florida is the destination for complex neurological care from South Florida to the Treasure Coast. They're a renowned team of neurologists and neurosurgeons. They will take care of it all. 
From advanced epilepsy treatment and stroke recovery to specialized spinal care and (laughs) brain surgery. The team of experts at Cleveland Clinic in Florida use the latest medical and robotic surgery to get you back to what you love. World-class care is in your community through the best neurological care in South Florida. On the Treasure Coast, Cleveland Clinic has nearby locations, Cleveland Clinic Martin Health and Cleveland Clinic Indian River Hospital. This gives everyone on the Treasure Coast convenient access to experts in complex neurological care. So schedule yourself an in-person or virtual visit. Do it today. Go to clevelandclinicflorida.org slash access. Today is National Bikini Day. What are the greatest moments in pop culture history involving a bikini? See if yours make our list in power rankings, which is next. The home team on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. It's a Twin Peaks Tuesday. Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge for eats, drinks, and scenic views. This is ESPN 1063. It is a Twin Peaks Tuesday. Eats, drinks, scenic views, 29-degree beer made from scratch favorites, new menu items, hot honey wings, and then some. Um, But the show is always delivered by Brightline. Regardless of the day of the week. Isn't that right, Dean Thomas? Always. I was on the bright line last night. Perfect. My flight arrived back from Vegas to Miami. Got right over to Miami Central Station. Bam, right on bright line. <laughs> Easy enough. One hour later, home. Wow. Being able to space out on the train. Being able to use the restroom instead of being stuck in traffic. Fourth of July nonsense. None of that. Remember, Marlins fans, your next game can be an absolute home run on the home runner trains from West Palm, Fort Lauderdale to Miami Central Station, which now include free direct shuttle service to Lone Depot Park. Catch the game and upgrade to Brightline's premium service. Pre-game on the train, free drinks and snacks along the way. Brightline's home runner trains give you the ultimate fan experience. Skip traffic, skip parking, stay to the last pitch. Book now at Brightline, GoBrightline.com. That's GoBrightline.com. It's also, Brightline, the best way to dump the pump. Save money. High prices at the pump this year. You can travel um, in, in comfort and avoiding traffic and parking issues. With Brightline, with fares that started just 10 bucks. GoBrightline.com. It's the best. GoBrightline.com. National Bikini Day. The five greatest moments in pop cultural history. We will get to that in just a sec. Uh, disturbing news and or sad, which will become newsworthy in slow news times like this in sports. And that is in regard to the passing of Demarius Thomas, the all pro wide receiver, formerly of the Denver Broncos, who passed away. Remember, um, at the first of all, he passed away and there were questions about the cause of death. Um, the cause of death has not yet been determined. He did suffer seizures following a car accident, and it is believed that he died as a result of that. According to the story, however, because his family did want his brain to be inspected for chronic traumatic encephalopathy, otherwise known as CTE, the concussion Mm -hmm. brain disease. According to ESPN.com, Demarius Thomas had the degenerative brain disease known as chronic traumatic encephalopathy, or CTE, which is linked to repeated blows to the head. According to an announcement today from doctors at Boston University that have been studying his brain, 
Thomas was found dead in his Roswell, Georgia home this past December 9, just 15 days before his 34th birthday. At the time, his family believed seizures, which Thomas had battled since 2019, car crash, may have led to his death. The coroner's office in Fulton County, Georgia, has not yet ruled on the cause of death. Uh, neuropathologist Dr. Ann McKee, who has who was part of the Boston University research team, said Thomas most likely died after having a seizure, a condition generally associated with CTE. You do not die from CTE. Um, it does cause, obviously, difficulties in other aspects of neural function, but it is not something that kills you. Um, as the story continues on, uh, it's likely he did have a seizure. She says, quote, CTE itself does not cause a death. You don't die from CTE. What CTE does is it changes your behavior and your personality, um, causing memory issues, uh, paranoia, other erratic behaviors, um, which is exactly what Thomas was struggling with, according to his mother, uh, leading up to the year of his death. Quote, his mood would change, and he would also isolate himself sometimes, Thomas's mother said. He was like, Mom, I don't know what's going on with my body. I just can't get myself together. And he said, quote, I just don't feel like myself anymore. 33 years of age. He'd been out of the NFL for a couple of years. Uh, doctors at Boston University said Thomas had stage 2 CTE, which is associated with progressive behavior, uh, cognitive and mood abnormalities. Thomas's relatives said he developed depression and anxiety and had panic attacks in the years before his death. Stage 4 is the most severe stage of CTE and is usually associated with dementia, which you see with boxers, mm-hmm. fighters, right. and other football players that smashed heads. CTE cannot be uh, definitively diagnosed until post-mortem inspection. Post-after-mortem death inspection. So you, there's not right now currently a test for this because it involves a protein called tau, T-A-U, and a concentration inside the interior of the brain. There's no way from the outside to check this. After someone has died, their brain can then be given to these experts who are able to cut small samples and determine whether or not this chronic traumatic encephalopathy does exist or not. When it comes to these NFL players in which there was concern and the family said, here's the brain we want you to let us know, it has overwhelmingly been present as opposed to not. And that's what it is. When I dealt with a neurologist in regard to my head, the neurologist said uh, to me, he he explained, he said, well, your concerns appear to be uh, verified or valid, valid, and you do show the markings and indicators that are consistent with. So it appears this is likely the case with you. And which is a pretty serious thing, but it's not a surprise. He said, unfortunately, we can only definitively confirm our beliefs upon that post-mortem inspection. And I said, great, when can we schedule that? (laughs) Which I thought was a great way to lighten the mood. Probably didn't. didn't. Probably didn't. (laughs) It didn't lighten the mood, did it? He didn't smile. He didn't didn't think that was very funny. He didn't laugh, nothing. I don't know if he didn't think I knew what it meant. Maybe that's... that's probably what he don't. He didn't get you. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, he didn't get it. Well, maybe he didn't know I knew what postmortem meant. Yeah, like maybe he thought <laughs> I meant like you know, like after the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no mortem death, dude. I know what you're saying. And then about five minutes later, it was a Zoom call. My uh, my big meeting with the results with my neurologist guy. And then about five minutes later, he started tripping up on this word, 
And I was like, who's got the brain damage now, Doc? Yeah. <laughs> he did not he didn't laugh at that. He did. I'm sure he did. You got to have a sense of humor. That's what I'm saying. It's like sometimes people just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's about. Like You're right. Sense of humor is very important. Dean could be someone who took tens of thousands of blows to his head. And he could function just fine with the concussions and damage thereof, or even avoid them. And I could be someone that had head trauma and contact from the game of lacrosse and from street fighting and from car accidents. And even though you'd say there's less events, my body may react poorly to it and my brain just might be softer, if you will, to it. So it's not a universal scale. Right, for sure. It's just like how some folks react to cancers or mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. Some people are better suited for their brains are better suited for. Lord knows. Lord knows. Um, I have cognitive loss. It is degenerative, meaning that I will be worse in a year than I am now. Mm-hmm. And I have obviously some memory issues and such. I function pretty good, but also they're like, the drinking doesn't help. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, I'm, sure. Can, yeah, that, I'm sure. I'm sure that can't But help. I also don't know how much longer I got. So, yeah, guess so you what? might as well have fun. Uh, so I'm drinking. Yeah, I hear you. Right. Um, you have cons- you have concerns for sure. I know. I, I mean, I'm for sure. Like I have to deal with issues and memory issues. But you can't have done what you did for as long as right. you did, and not and not. But uh, but I'm okay with it. I'm at peace with it. So like as right. long as and but I do know one thing. I don't ever want to get hit in the head again. Right. Like I like when I see these guys sparring. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. No. Yeah. That just it no. doesn't interest me at all. No. Um, it's a slow news time in sports, and that's why a story like this moves to the front. But every one of these NFL brains that got looked at, um, I think you're looking at a 93%, 95% return mm-hmm. rate of the presence of what is CTE at some stage or the concentration of that protein tau. <sighs> so the truth is, is that uh, football may become eventually, as long as there's this much viewership mm-hmm. and there's this much money, football's not going away. Not going nowhere. But when the viewership falls off, then is the juice worth the squeeze? Right. Football is very, very bad for you. Remember, LeBron said, I wouldn't let my kids play football. And they said, you played football. And he said, they don't have to. Yeah. They're all set now. Right. We've got generations. Yeah, we good for a while. They got lots of ways now to go to college and Mm -hmm. vacation in Fiji. Yeah. We don't have to worry about that. I had to. A a reminder that early detection uh, saves lives. It's a stressful time. As we know, Life Imaging FLA wants to offer you what uh, they offered me, and that is a free heart scan with minimum requirement. And also, while you're there, please do get the full body scan. Uh, time is everything. <laughs> Talked to my nephew this morning. My nephew lost his good friend and his good co-worker friend, a fellow police officer, 30 years old. He didn't feel right, stomach issues. And they weren't really sure what was going on, and it was sure something digestive, they don't know. Two weeks ago, they says this kid's got cancer in his pancreas that spread to his lungs. He died yesterday. Ooh. Two weeks. My nephew said he was at his house two weeks ago. He said, uh, he talked to him yesterday. Went to see him yesterday. This is a 30-year-old kid. Something wasn't right. He was, if something wasn't right, didn't feel right. Do you understand that full body scans along the way, you're 30, you say, why do I need? Because Something early, time is everything. And when this whole thing started for him, it might have just saved his life. Mm-hmm. And now he's 30 and now he's gone. Heart attacks, 30 40% of the time, there's no symptom. The first symptom is sudden death. Now that's terrifying, for me at least. If, if, I mean, what we're saying is American medicine doesn't play proactive. They don't look ahead to just check and make sure everything's good. 
It deals with what you're dealing with now once things have gone wrong. When it comes to cancers, there's no time. When it comes to heart blockage and issues, there's no time. Get the free heart scan from my friends at Life Imaging FLA because early detection saves lives. It's a stressful time with the economy and inflation. We get it. But the one thing that you can't do is allow yourself to be stressed out because that kills. Um, Life Imaging FLA has been saving lives in South Florida since they opened their doors. FDA approved heart body scans. It's safe. It's easy. It's quick. You know, feeling thing. I am both last summer. Detect cancers and heart disease years before signs or symptoms may occur. You might just save your own life. On your cell phone, call pound 250 and say free heart scan. Pound 250 and the keywords are free heart scan. Do it to just make sure that you're good or to find out that you're not and get a jump start on saving your own life. Pound 250, say free heart scan for Life Imaging FLA. Home team, ESPN 1063. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. It's a Twin Peaks Tuesday. Twin Peaks, the ultimate sports lodge for eats, drinks, and scenic views. This is ESPN 1063. Brace yourself for irony. Brace yourself for irony. Why the bikini moments didn't happen in just a moment. And as you're on Levine, accident attorneys want to help you take back control of your life if you were in an accident. Had a slip and fall, injured on the job, you got workers' comp issues. You call in and join the V, and they answer the phone 24 hours a day, and they want to help you take back control of your life. 1 800 747 free. 1 800 747 free. 800 747 3733 for Anajar and Levine accident attorneys. The consultation is always free. You don't pay them anything until you win your case. 800 747 3733. Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine. Anajar Levine, take back control of your life. Irony. We didn't get what's to the, the, what's the irony? We didn't get to the five greatest bikini moments because I was busy sharing with you a story about cognitive brain loss and CTE. <laughs> and I mismanaged yeah. the client yeah. the time and forgot about it. Right. That's irony. Yeah. That's irony. Uh, your daily do- and by the way, Dad Joke Daily is supposed to be back today. Screwed that up too. Tomorrow we got dad jokes. I got one. I, I can't wait. I've, 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 I've been wa- wanting to use this one. It's an interim belt that you possess. I know. So just so you know, you're not the real champ. You're a paper champ. Whatever. Uh, that's Cold is brought to you by John C. Cassidy. First and last name, air conditioning and plumbing. After coming back from down two sets to none early today, Novak Djokovic now has 34 wins in five setters at majors. That's the most by any player in men's tennis history. And what that means is when it goes a distance to that that final set, the fifth set, he rises to the occasion. See that? That's what you want in a champ. He's looking like he might be the new Wimbledon champ. This is what he's looking like. Um, Yeah, we'll have uh, time to get rid of the rest of tomorrow in that we couldn't today. Kids, remember, every day above ground is a good day. So say good night to the bad guy. Good night, bad guy. Have a great night. Home team time is almost 555.